The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Now, why don't we have wings? Think about it. We can do just about everything else, but we can't fly. I mean, not without an airplane. Why not? Well, one theory is that we're meant to grow our own set. And the kind of wings I'm talking about are inner wings. They're the wings that allow us to assume our own empowerment, to fly into the heights of beingness, into the fullness of presence, into the power of transcendence while keeping our feet solidly planted on terra firma. But how do we do it? Well, the truth is we don't really grow them. They're already there and fully grown. Rather, we find them. And once we find them, we can't help but begin to use them, for they are the refined essence of who we are. Finding our inner wings is the essential ingredient of authentic leadership, and it is through authentic leadership that we will change our companies, our businesses, our governments, our politics, our health care, and everything else on planet Earth. Got wings? Well, that's what we'll be talking about on this show today. So, when we think about the concept of wings, we think about the possibility of transcending planet Earth. We think about the possibility of sort of moving beyond the everyday humdrum ordinariness of life or the drama and trauma and chaos of life, whichever happens to be going on that day, and, and into a realm where we have peace and contentment and life is good and we don't have anything to worry about anymore. That's not exactly what we're talking about in terms of inner wings. Um, I read something the other day that said uh, we all have pain, but suffering is optional. And I think that's really true. I think that the, the, the idea that we shouldn't suffer here on planet Earth is to belie the reason we're here on planet Earth. We created this potential for ourselves as Elohim once upon a time many centuries ago um, when we decided to come here and experiment and experience duality, experiment with and experience duality so that what's really going on is that if if we are in the belief of duality, if we are really sunk into that and we are, then it's very difficult for us to perceive another reality where we're not in the drama and the chaos of the moment. And so, it's not necessarily a healthy option for us to be seeking ways to not be a part of what we are supposed to be a part of. Uh, Duality is meant to help us grow through duality to its opposite uh, so that we merge the opposites of form and formlessness 
in form, we live in a dual state where we are believe ourselves to be separate from the divine. In formlessness, we are divine beings. What we are here to do is to merge those two. And, and so we're not going to, while we're here, we're not going to uh, be in that other place, although we can grow inner wings. So now what am I saying? What I'm, what I'm saying is that it is possible for us to go through life on life's terms, just as it is, with all that comes with it. And uh, that even includes the grace of our own blindness. And to receive and accept what is, and yet transcend it simultaneously. How do we do that? Well, one of the ways that we do that is to find out who we are. To find out who we are authentically. And when we know genuinely who that is, then we have found our inner wings. Because there's something about finding out who we actually are, not who we've acted like, not who we hate in ourselves, not who we love in ourselves, not who we pretend to be when, when, when things get tough, not that, but who we actually are. When we get there emotionally, um, intellectually, spiritually, when we actually get there and are present with who we are as who we are, there is a peace that comes with that that is not only profound but also um, life-changing in the sense that it, it allows us to ever after that know where we go to find out who we are, to, find, to be with who we are, to find that peace again. In other words, it doesn't matter what happens to us. We know where to go to find our peace. It doesn't matter what chaos is going on in our worlds. We know where to go to find peace. It doesn't matter if we can look out and still feel the fear. Because simultaneous to that fear, there is also the peace that comes with knowing who we are. We know that we can get through anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Because we know who we are, where we stand. And there's a strength, there's an internal strength that is um, holds us up, that contains us, that allows us to recognize that we are um, okay. We are okay, no matter what happens. Um, one of the words that's used in the Greek language as it talks about heaven and uh, it talks about the spiritual pathway is the word for a doorframe, the, the strong... Um, essential ingredient of a doorframe where where we um, we can walk through it. There's an empty space, or maybe we can open and close that space, but there's an empty space that's surrounded by something else very strong that holds up the rest of the structure so we can walk through that space. Um, that is what it means to, to, to really begin the process of developing our inner wings or developing awareness of our inner wings. We walk through the doors of life uh, without uh, w- knowing that the structure will hold, the structure of that door will hold. There's another thing that Lao Tse says, because of the part where nothing is, we have the use of a wheel. Beautiful statement that he made, uh, and I love it because uh, it, what it says is, back in Lao Tse's days, wagon wheels were 
uh, made of a center that was surrounding an empty place, and then there were spokes coming out from the center that held the rim of the wheel. We kind of have that today, only we fill it up with axle and axles grease and all kinds of things like that. But the same principle is there, that because of the part where nothing is, we have the use of a wheel. And so that nothingness is, is, is what we're talking about. When we talk about a centered place that is our authentic self, it is a nothingness that is everything. It is the self that is no self that the Buddha talked about. It is the essential core ingredient of who we absolutely are. And when we get there, we know it. And when we're not there, we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm certain that there's some of you out there that are going, what is she talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is a journey to develop your inner wings. And where we're going to end up is we're going to talk about leadership and what that means to become a leader. But before we go there, we have to understand that every authentic leader has to be an authentic person first. Because when we when we talk about leadership, we're not just talking about um, people who manage other people. Lots of people are doing that, and lots of people are doing that very badly. In fact, I can't really say this statistically, but it's it's a pretty good estimation that there are probably more bad leaders out there than good leaders. And the reason I say that is because we bring ourselves with us to work. We bring our dysfunctional behavior, our dysfunctional beliefs, our, our sets of values or valuelessness. We bring our sense of self, whether that's good, bad, or ugly, or indifferent. Um, we, we bring to work everything that we carry inside of us. And once upon a time, we thought that that wasn't the case, that we should just leave the personal stuff at home and be business, Joey, just business. But it doesn't work that way because Joey didn't leave his business at home. <laughs> he brought it with him. So uh, when we come to work, we're, we, we have whatever role we play in other parts of our life. So if I'm superwoman, let's just make this real easy to see. Um, if I'm superwoman um, at home, that means I'm – you know, doing the laundry and with one hand and you know, rocking the baby with another and frying up the bacon and having great sex 10 minutes later. You know, I'm doing it all because I am superwoman and I can handle it and I'm the greatest Angelique commercial there is. So what that essentially means is that I don't stop to think about myself. I only take care of everybody else. And that belief about ourselves as women has been perpetual throughout history and once we added work employment to the uh to the agenda that just got to be another multitask we had to include okay so when i go to work i'm going to bring superwoman with me and what i'm going to do at work is i'm going to do it all faster better higher taller you know than anybody else and my boss is going to know that if he wants something done yesterday then he knows who to bring it to and everybody else there knows that if it want, if you want to get it done, bring it to Andrea. She'll get it done. And so uh, we we bring ourselves to work, and we get loaded down at work with a bunch of things that really belong to other people that very often are somebody else's responsibility, but they know we'll handle it, so they bring it to us. And guess what? We handle it. Um, so what we're doing there is training everybody else to depend on us. What we're in. That's what we're doing externally. Internally, what we're doing is we are doing what we've always done. We're coping with life. Anything that gets presented in life, oh, I know what to do. I push that superwoman button and out she comes. Um, so 
that's our way of dealing with stress or whatever. If, oh, I'm worried that Joe won't get it done. And that one of the beliefs of Superwoman is if you want something done right, do it yourself. So that means you end up doing it all yourself because you don't believe anybody else is ever going to get it right. So uh, so what happens there is it, the the balance is tilted. It's tilted along the lines of everybody else can be irresponsible because somebody in the room is hyper-responsible. Um, and that goes with us to work, and because it does, then we uh, we are creating our dysfunction at work. And suppose one day we decide we got high blood pressure and some other physical ailments, and we go to work and we say to the boss, listen, I'm going to have to slow it down some. What's likely to happen is the boss is going to try to sabotage that. Even if he or she agrees at first, they're going to do something to try to sabotage that, or they'll get other people to do something to try to get you back in the mode, because they depend on you. And they want you back in that mode. And they'll do some things that will just kind of make you so anxious that you'll feel like you just have to get back in that mode again. And then uh, if you can hold to your boundary, they'll eventually get it that you're not going to change. You're going to start slowing down and not trying to do everything yesterday. So that's how we all, you know, authorize some change. And what's happening to Superwoman in that process is she's slowly beginning to fade away. Maybe a health problem brought this to our attention, but now we know that Superwoman has got to go, and what's got to take her place is something more genuine. So we start paying attention to that knot in our chest we get when somebody brings in another piece of paper that they didn't do yesterday, and it needs to be done three weeks ago. Um, and uh, and we go, oh, there's that knot in my chest, and I'm going to start doing something about that. I'm no, no, there's that knot in my chest. That tells me that no, I'm not taking that piece of paper from you. Sorry, you didn't get that done. Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know. And so we pass it on, pass it back to the person who is actually responsible for it, and we stop taking responsibility for, for other people's stuff. And in the process, we become just that much more authentic because we begin to hear things inside of ourselves that we've never listened to before. That's a very generalized uh, example of the process of becoming authentic. And it can work in many, many ways. Um, very often, leaders, are, instead of being leaders, are, are bullies. So the bully is going to have to uh, realize that that pattern is not working. And generally, that's going to have to be because employees make it apparent that it's not working. That's risky for the employees. They don't want to tell their boss that uh, what you're doing is not working for us. But in some kind of way, the boss has got to figure out that it's not working. And and maybe that will be in his personal life or her personal life. But it, wherever it happens, there's got to be some way in which reality comes home, and usually with a big thud, that you know this bullying thing you're doing is not working anymore. It doesn't work to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And that's when the, the leader might begin to become more of an authentic leader. At least that's an option available to them at that point, which was not available to them prior to that because the bullying worked prior to that. So we work in systems and we sort of rub against each other while we do that. And we, when we're working in that system, we, we um, sort of motivate, demotivate, encourage, discourage, um, bounce off of, give feedback to. There's a lot of subtle and overt kinds of interactions that are occurring every day in all of our work endeavors as we engage and interact and interface with other people on the job. And because that's so, we have that wonderful opportunity to offer to others our own authenticity, which then gives them the opportunity to become more authentic in response. 
And uh, they, they may not do it, but at least we're giving them that opportunity. So every time we speak for something true, we are giving people an opportunity to uh, be true back. And every time we lie and manipulate and duck and run and play games and do all that, we're just upholding the system as it is as we go home and complain about the system. But we are a part of the system. And that's the piece that we, we need to recognize, that until uh, bosses, leadership, gets information that what they're doing isn't working, they're not going to stop doing it. They may not stop doing it anyway, but they're surely not going to do it if they think it's working. So as an employee, it's our job to be straightforward and to do that in a professional way and not in a way that's going to shoot ourselves in the foot, but to do it in a way that's truthful. So... Um, I've got. A, I'm going to be uh, having a book coming out uh, next year about that very issue of of uh, leadership, and it's going to be called "Very Bad Bosses: Authentic Leadership and uh, the Twelve Principles of Authentic Leadership and the fat Twelve Principles of Bad Bossing." So uh, that'll be interesting when that comes out. But for right now, what I want to talk about is that wings thing, that thing we said we were going to talk about in the beginning. So what has wings got to do with leadership? What has wings got to do with authenticity? Well, I said in the beginning that uh, that our wings allow us to assume our own empowerment. And what I mean by that is that when we can walk through that door I spoke of a little while ago and know that the door will hold and that we are going to be okay and we can get through to the other side, we have just transcended something. We have transcended whatever was in the other room that we just left behind. We walked away from it. We got above it so we could see it enough with enough clarity to make a decision about what we were going to do. Every time we decide to break up with someone who, with whom we're in relationship, in which the relationship is very dysfunctional, we have transcended that relationship. Every time we decide to leave a job where it's there's just no way around it, it's not going to work, we've transcended that job. Every time we uh, we say yes to something we want to say yes to and no to the things we need to say no to, we have transcended. And so that is that is us becoming more and more authentic. And those are our wings. We pass through something until we are somewhere else. And that is the wings we develop. And that is the very process that we're supposed to be engaged in here on planet Earth as we walk through the substance that is duality. So we're going to be talking some more about that and how that falls down into leadership and what you can do with that, and especially particularly in the place of employment right after this break. Stay tuned for more. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Many of us make choices in our lives based on how others react. But what should really matter is making our life choices based on what we intuitively feel. By tuning in to The Mystic and the Mystery with inspired intuition hosts Beth Porosik and Christine McIver, you'll receive the tools and inspiration you need to do just that. Your fears do not have to drive you, and you are naturally intuitive, creative, and whole. By believing in yourself, you can live the life you've been longing for. Listen for The Mystic and the Mystery every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. Now, you may wonder what the terms holistic theology mean. Well, theology is the study of the divine, and holistic theology is a holistic study of the divine that includes all religions and even transcends religion to get to the mystical core of them all. The American Institute of Holistic Theology offers doctorate, master's, and ministerial bachelor's degrees, chaplaincy programs with internship, NBCC-approved continuing education, and a brand-new Ph.D. program in holistic theology. AIHT's programs include degrees in the following – Holistic Theology, offering as terminal degrees both a THD and a PhD. Holistic Ministries, Holistic Health and Spiritual Care, Metaphysical Spirituality and Alternate Spiritual Traditions, which includes in-depth studies of the paranormal. Using a home study model for distance learning, the student of AIHT gets a thorough education in the field that fulfills and offers a chance to authenticate a unique gift for the world. This is not just another spiritual diploma mill. AIHC is a real educational program where you will get a real learning experience in a broad spectrum of educational endeavors, utilizing as your text writing teachers spiritual experts from all over the world. Are you willing to invest a 250 down payment and pay $150 a month toward manifesting your dreams? Your dream is our mission. Want to know more? Go to www. Dot AIHT.edu or contact admissions director Beverly Love at 800 650 4325. Pick up the phone right now and call 800 650 4325 to learn how you can make your dreams for a degree that will make your career dreams come true. And we're talking today about wings, inner wings. Your inner wings. And before we go any further, I want to direct you to a site called www.innerwings.com. 
Um, that's a place where you can learn more about the kind of training that enables and facilitates um, uh, development of your inner wings through all kinds of workshops and um, corporate training endeavors, authentic leadership, effective communication, conflict resolution, stress management, personality type and team, talent management, diversity training, and more. Also, inspirational presentations on authentic living, finding a self to esteem, authentic relationships, raising your flag, living your dream, metamorphosis, the mystic journey, and much more. So, today, what we decided to talk about was this concept of inner wings and how that how someone develops inner wings. And what we said before the break was that we were going to be talking more about how that begins to happen. What the process is, is every time we transcend something in our lives, then we have developed inner wings. What we do to transcend it is we walk through it. We don't fly through it. We walk through it. We have to learn to walk first. We are humans. Uh, and our process is one in which we are spiritual beings having a human experience so that we are already fully alive as divine beings. But we don't know that because we live in the duality transcending. Because we do, we don't understand, we don't see, we don't experience life in its transcendent form unless we walk through duality to get to greater and greater understanding of who we are and what it means to be alive, not in a patterned existence, not in a role-play existence, not in a, a, a mask and costume, but rather in the real self, who that really is. So we get confused about who the real self really is quite often because, I mean, I have people come in and talk to me, and I'm certain you've had people talk to you, and you may have said it yourself, well, this is just who I am. That's just the way I am. That's just how I roll. And what we really mean is those are the patterns that I live out. They may or may not be authentic, but those are the patterns I live out, and that's what I intend to keep doing because I don't know any different. I don't know any better. That's all I know. So, and a lot of teenagers might think that it's it's authentic to um, be able to wear certain clothes or to wear your hair a certain way. Uh, my brother and mother went round and round and round about his hair every summer when she wanted to cut it in a crew cut, and he hated it and wanted his hair to grow longer. That was way back many years ago. Um, but I certainly see people still having that royal fight today, parents telling their kids, no, you can't have your hair long, and kids saying, oh, yes, I will, and watch this. Um, and that power struggle continues until and unless we begin to be able to say, okay, I am, um, I, I'm going to move past this struggle and find out who I am. So one way to do that would be, okay, what is it about my hair that makes me feel free? What is it about the clothes I wear that makes me feel free? What is it about freedom that I need so much? I mean, we all need freedom. There's no doubt about that. But what is, what, how am I defining freedom and what does that mean to me? What does that mean to me? Does it mean that my parents just don't get to tell me what to do and I do whatever the heck I want whenever I want? Well, certainly a lot of teenagers would describe it that way. But as we grow and evolve, hopefully it takes on a new tenor. However, what I would say is there's a lot of us out there, adults, who are pretty much acting like adolescents because we haven't ever evolved past that stage of development. Why? Because whatever we were doing in that stage of development seemed to work for us. It seemed to work. So 
if having a temper tantrum works to get me what I want, then I'll have a temper tantrum. If if uh, you know calling and harassing people works, then that's what I'll do. If I, if if uh, I don't get my way about something and I can get into a grand sulk and uh, try to punish people by withdrawing attention or withdrawing myself from their presence or not paying a bill that I'm supposed to pay or something like that, then that's what I'll do because it seems to work for me. Um, and it's pretty adolescent, but that's what I do because it seems to work for me. To transcend that pattern, to develop inner wings about that pattern means I have to just start doing something more real, more honest, more integrated. Um, and when we get right down to it, we know when we're not being honest. If we're listening, we know when we're not being honest. And by the word honest, I don't mean just not telling lies, although that's definitely a part of it. I mean having the kind of integrity that is all about wholeness, the kind of integrity that tells the truth um, to yourself first and everybody else after that. It's so easy for us to get into denial because what we, what we, some agenda we've got, some hidden agenda is asserting itself and we don't want to know that we're Doing that, we don't even want to know what the hidden agenda is. We just want to know that we're going to get what we want from it. We're going to get that secondary gain that it offers us. And so in the workplace, that might look like this. If I can just keep quiet and not ever tell the boss how how much what he or she is doing is not only harmful to me, but it is not uh, motivating employees it's it's bringing about some real low morale if I can just keep my mouth shut and, and and not ever say anything about that then I'll be okay and I'll get to collect my paycheck and I'll go get to go home and work is work right you're not supposed to like it that's why they call it work that's what we say um, okay so that's my bargain so I've made that deal me and the boss have made a deal we shook hands under the table and he said I'll just keep he or she said, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and you'll tolerate it. And I said, okay, I'll tolerate it and that's, and then I'll just keep collecting a paycheck. And that's all I really came to work to do anyway. And so I do my job and I go home and I collect my paycheck. And I call that a life. <laughs> Problem is, it's not really living. It's playing a game. It's, it's fake. It's not honest. It's not real. Um, now, am I saying that we have to go in the boss's office with a, a, a two by four and hit him over the head with how, you know, ridiculous his management style is? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that in the little ways in which we can assert ourselves in an everyday way, we can say, you know, I have some questions about that. Or, you know, I wonder if this is really going to work. Or, you know, she might be really upset and, and might not be as productive if you go at it that way. There's ways that on an everyday way we can, we can transcend. We can grow wings. We can grow awareness of the wings that are already there. And as we do that, we offer other people the same potential to transcend. Because as I said before the break, we are a system. We operate in systems where each part of the system is interdependent on the other parts of the system and so whatever I'm doing is also impacting everyone else I engage and interface with on a, on a daily day-to-day day -day basis 
we don't tend to think of that, think of it that way. We tend to think, I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to survive here. Just leave me alone. Don't ask me to think about it any further. I'm just trying to get my paycheck and go home. So don't ask me to do anything for you that's going to get me in trouble. Don't ask me to rock any boats. Just let me get my paycheck and go home. Um, and okay, if that's how you choose to live, that's okay. That's a part of the journey. It's fine. But it isn't transcending. So if you want to transcend, you have to do more than that. Uh, and and when we talk about training for how a person can do that, the process is lengthy. The process is one in which you really have to work at training your mind to be true to who you actually are. And that that is a moment-by-moment experimentation where you are in a moment and you feel what's going on inside of you and you tend to it. And you listen to the message that uh, is coming along with it, and you make some decisions about what you're going to do with it. So it starts with a feeling, and the feelings go to our thoughts, and our thoughts go to a plan, and the plan uh, is then carried out. And we don't know that that's very often how it operates, but that is how it operates. But it's the feeling that starts it uh, may or may not. Be, have, be related to reality. It could be an irrational feeling, like you could be afraid that um, people are out to get you when they're not. So your rational feeling then does have a message, but it's not people are out to get you. So the message is, oh, okay, I've got this fear in the pit of my stomach that I've been carrying around with me for since I, as long as I can remember. It tells me that nobody's here for me. And, uh, okay, now I'm going to look around and I'm going to say, is that really true? So the message in the, in the feeling is pay attention to this thing that is shooting you in the foot over and over again. Because there are people around you that are willing to help you, but you haven't been paying attention because you think everybody's out to get you. That's a great message, right? Because what it does is, is it facilitates the capacity for us to be able to receive from other people wonderful gifts that they have to give us. And in that way, then, we begin to change and grow, and as a result, we have developed a little bit more awareness of our inner wings. And we uh, eventually um, can become so authentic that we do transcend um, the, the suffering and live in a place where, yes, there is pain, but it's not the same as suffering. Um, yes, we are impacted when someone dies. Yes, we grieve that death. But we also are in touch with the reality of what's really going on in a death. We're also in touch with the reality of what's really going on in, inside of us. And we can observe the whole thing and observe our own awareness in the whole thing. And as a part of that process, we grow. And our wings get stronger. And we fly higher. So... There's no end to how high we can actually fly. There's no end to um, what we can really do in terms of, uh, of growing our own authenticity. But there is an end to duality. And ultimately, that's what will happen when we begin to really find out who we are. We recognize that there is a oneness, that... You know, just as I said a minute ago, within our systems, everybody impacts everybody else in small and large ways. That we've made agreements under the table that we probably haven't even paid attention to. Nobody's conscious of them, but everybody knows how to abide by them. It's like if you ask somebody, you know, what were the rules in your family? 
the unspoken rules in your family, the secret even rules in your family, everybody knows what those are. You can, everybody can tell you, well, in my family, we weren't supposed to feel our emotions. Well, in my family, we were supposed to argue all the time about politics. Well, in my family, everybody was supposed to be an entity unto themselves. Oh, well, in my family, we were supposed to be totally loyal and wrapped up in each other so much that we didn't have a single thought that wasn't a part of the team effort. Um, those are the rules of the family. Nobody spoke them, but everybody understands them. Everybody says, this is what we do here, and everybody does it. Why? Because those are the rules of the family. And we just decided if we're going to be a part of this family, we're going to have to follow these rules. And so in that same way, when we're at work, there are rules, unspoken, agreed upon under the table rules, where we are engaging with each other in patterns of behavior that are ineffective and inauthentic and uh, really so far beneath wings that we... We don't even know we're crawling around in the mud. Um, so that consciousness, that raising our consciousness to go, okay, what's really going on here, both inside of me and what am I doing? How am I impacting other people? What am I saying? Is it true? What's going on in my chest when uh, somebody comes and asks me to do X, Y, and Z and I don't have any time to do X, Y, and Z? What's going on inside of me? What? am I saying to myself? What patterns am I living out that continue to repeat the same old thing over and over again while I'm hoping and praying and, and begging for different results? Um, that process of self-disclosure is what we're talking about. Disclosing the self to the self where we, we open the door to the closet of uh, well, all the hidden material and we begin to go, okay, this is what I'm up to here. Why I'm up to this? Because this is what I, how I learned to cope with life when I was too young to remember it. Okay, I get that. So I'm going to not beat myself up for it. But am I going to become more aware of it? And in the process of becoming more aware, I become a better leader. Now, what in the world do I mean by leadership? Um, we're going to talk about that after the break. But for right now, what I mean is not motivating other people. Not getting people to do what you want them to do. That is not leadership. That is an old paradigm, and it's one that sets us up for bad management. So that we hire somebody to be the VP of uh, sales because he knows how to make widgets, and he's been a good, faithful employee. And how? what has that got to do with VP of sales? Who knows? But it's a great promotion, so okay. He's been loyal, so he'll continue to be loyal, so let's promote him. Um, that's the way a lot of our management positions get formed. Not only that, but they get formed out of uh, uh, people who, uh, a buddy system. They get formed out of somebody who doesn't know how to manage, but can be controlled by somebody else who is above them. There's all kinds of dysfunctional reasons for appointing people to a management position that don't have anything whatsoever to do with leadership. And we'll be talking about that after the break. So what does leadership mean? That's the question for the next break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you feeling out of control? Are bad relationships, anger, depression, and lifestyle overwhelming you? 
you can choose to release the belief systems that have kept women stuck for years. Tune in to The Power of an Unstoppable Woman with Dr. Rose Backman as your host. Break free from the genetic beliefs that can cause sabotage. It's time to stand up for who you are and what you believe in no matter what. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation this is in the consciousness. Awake Wave Channel. To conscious co-creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. 2012 is not to be viewed as a year of doom and gloom. It's merely the beginning of the rest of your life. Our planet is getting ready for this macro shift, and to be fully prepared, you need to make some changes to restore the balance in life. Tune in to Create Your Best Life Ever. What else is possible? With your host, Allison J.K. Every program has a unique roster of guests, healings, and your contributions to help you master this shift through holistic living. Be sure to listen every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. So, what is a real leader? Well, what we said just before the break is that a leader is not somebody who knows how to motivate other people. We talk about motivation all the time today in our in our business world uh, because we think that it is the job of the leader to motivate employees. And certainly low morale can be a part of a systemic disease that has to do with lots of dysfunction within a corporation or an, or an entity of uh, individuals working together in a cultural dynamic. But... Um, motivating the employees is not what a leader does. Sorry about that. That's not the truth. Um, Motivation is an inside job. Motivation is an inside job. It comes from within the individual. So, okay, the leader is not supposed to try to motivate the employees. The leader is not supposed to be telling the employees what to do. The leader is not supposed to be trying to get everybody to behave the right way. That's, you know, that's, but that, those, those things are all the things that we got taught a leader was supposed to do. But actually, what an authentic leader is all about is, is uh, being true to who he or she is and people follow because it's real. People follow because it's real. They don't follow because if they don't, they get fired. 
they don't follow because uh, they're scared not to. They don't follow because the boss is the biggest bully they know. They follow because they want to. Because this thing that, that this person is doing is genuine. And they want more of it. So what, a, what an authentic leader is more likely to do rather than telling everybody what to do is to get everybody together um, and 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 say, okay, this is this these are the issues at hand. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on these issues. I want a creative endeavor, not just a brainstorming committee where we just talk about a bunch of crap and never get anything done, but but really, I want to hear real ideas and we're going to talk about this for a little while and then I want you to go back and we're going to come back again tomorrow and talk about it some more. I want you to come up with three, four, seven things that will uh, facilitate growth in this particular area. And uh, what the authentic leader does is t- work with the individual regarding their talents and interests and try to put them in the area where they're most talented and most interested so that they can go at it with all their full passion and bring to the table whatever they got to bring. Um, the authentic leader does not um, say, rah, rah, shish, we're going to motivate you today. It's not about that. It's not about the you know, the Walmart sales meeting in the morning where they just a lot of rah rah going, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do good today, we're gonna be kind today, and all that stuff. It's not about that. Um, what that does is uh, give somebody a cheerleading boost for a little while, and then you know they promptly forget about it when things go wrong. Motivation is an inside job, and it comes from our passion. It comes from our beliefs about life. It comes from the uh, our beliefs about the system we work in. And if the system changes to the point where each person gets to put in their passionate uh, best, that's motivation by itself. That's all that's needed is room, an open door, where the walls still stand when you open the door. Um, so people can walk through and say, okay. I'm going to operate out of my passion today and see what comes from this. I mean, that passion can be math, it can be science, it can be um, it can be uh, engineering, it can be sales, it can be marketing, it can be theater, it can be ta- you know some kind of musical talent. It doesn't matter what it is. All motivation is self motivation. But the leader is somebody who who ha- facilitates motivation, doesn't create it, but facilitates it by putting people in positions where they motivate themselves. And uh, that doesn't mean that everybody's the same or that everybody has the same kind of motivational endeavor or that some people aren't going to come back to, for, to the fount of, of motivation more often than others. It does mean that each person is motivating themselves based on their own desire to live out life that's full and meaningful and uh, abundant in whatever fashion we desire it to be. And so so what the leader does is he has he or she has a round table approach so that people get to come to the table and say, okay, here's what I'm bringing to the table today and this is what I'm working on based on my creativity, my interest and my passion. Um, and um, and I'm going to put that together with something that Bob over here is working on. And Bob and I have been putting our thoughts together to see what we can do about X, Y, and Z problem. And here's what we've come up with. And what that does is set people free to fly. It sets people free to fly because there's not anybody standing over them saying, you better do it my way or else. 
There's nobody standing over them saying, um, you, you better think like I want you to think or else. You better be loyal to me or else. That or else thing is how we have managed for centuries. Do it my way or else. You know, starve and let your kids and family starve too. Um, and we have in the United States, uh, 49 states as I understand it, that have fire at will laws, which means that um, a person can be fired just because they want to be fired. The person wants to fire them that day, period, end of subject. Um, and certainly we have other laws that contradict that um, with regard to race and and um, and religion and uh, all those kinds of things. And in some few rare organizations, there's even a policy with regard to sexual orientation. But the point I'm making here is that is that we we live in a world that does not um, promote authentic leadership. It rather promotes the old style of, of, of management, which I won't even call leadership, that uh, in which people are creating their own um, duck and run kind of mentality, and that's all they can do. That's the best they can do. Just cope. And uh, every now and then, people at the upper echelons get to do more of what they want, but more of what they want is often golf or, you know, uh, hanging out with the buddies at a bar in, in the evening. It's not really um, doing what they love. Now, many entrepreneurs have cropped up who are doing what they love, and they are teaching. Us, all of us, to try to get into uh, careers that we really love, and many people are trying to do that. Um, but when you think about how what's available out there, I've I've worked with college students who come to me and say, "Well, you know, I'm not this, and I'm not that, and I'm not this, and I'm not that." And when I try to get them to sort of go, "Well, what are you?" then they keep trying to think in those terms. There's this little square box and there's this little square box and I could be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, but there's nothing in between those. And what I'm, our entrepreneurial world has taught us is that, yes, there is. There's a whole lot between those things and we need to just find out what it is that we love and follow it until it forms into something that, that we can utilize. Um, but we're not used to thinking in that creative pattern, and it's pretty scary for us to think in that creative pattern. Um, but it is a creative pattern, and it does allow us to wake up to our inner wings so that we can manifest who we are. And that's all we have to manifest. Um, so the, the process is, 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 that I'm referring to here is one where the leader um, is not some dogmatic person who says, do it my way or take the highway but rather somebody who is a facilitator, who opens doors, who opens minds, who, uh, who brings to the table a problem and asks everyone to come up with an idea to solve the problem, um, who, uh, when an individual comes into the office of the leader and says, I got this problem, says, okay, well, tell me all about the problem that you can tell me about. Now, and then, once you've done that, I want you to tell me at least three ideas you've had for how you might solve it. Uh, that, that, what that, uh, leader is doing is facilitating self-motivation, facilitating problem-solving thinking, um, so that everybody's thinking in terms of, okay, where can we go? Not in terms of what isn't working, but in terms of what can work. And so many times we're run, we run our organizations if, uh, based on fear. Oh my gosh, we're running out of money on this. We gotta go make some more sales or we gotta go, um, 
figure out a way to to market better. We got to do this or that or that. Okay, you probably do. You probably do need to do that. But motivating yourself from fear, or motivating ourselves from fear, only puts fear into the system. And when fear's in the system, people react by doing what they've always done. They fall back into the old roles. Um, but whereas, if we say, okay. We're gonna we're gonna put our heads together and come up with a creative solution. Now the the mind is working in a whole different way. Now the mind is saying, okay, uh, what can we do to make this different? Not oh my gosh, how awful is this? In in that in that way, a leader brings about solutions to the problem. One of the things that Obama is doing is he's taking several different problems and putting them all together into one. So when he's trying to come up with uh, jobs, he's trying to create jobs that fit into the paradigm of saving the earth so that he's going to have uh, people coming up with strategies to make green buildings and to, to facilitate uh, greater um, care of planet earth. So in that way, then he's combined two problems in a very creative uh, solution endeavor. And, of course, he's being criticized, as is true of every president of the United States that's ever existed. But I like the way he thinks. And the reason I do is because he's a leader. He's not saying, let's do it my way or the highway. What he's saying is, we have to have a solution to this problem. Let's let's create a solution to this problem. And we're hopefully we'll do that. Um when we, uh, Carl Jung, one of the things Carl Jung says was, is that we push a thing until it becomes a crisis and then we decide to do something about it. And I think that's a really interesting statement because that is how so many of our businesses operate. Um, I'm blind, I'm blind, I'm blind, and the crisis is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger while I'm blind and I'm pushing out of my blindness for it to get bigger. And then once it's bigger, suddenly I can see. And then I try to solve the problem. And in that way, what I do is I manage by crisis. Um, I don't manage by um, solution. I don't manage by hope. I don't manage by self-motivation. I don't manage by authenticity. I manage by crisis. And I stir up a whole lot of fear in that whole process. And as I'm doing that, what I'm doing is triggering all of my employees to operate the way they used to operate not from authenticity but from the fear uh, and the fear says cope 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 with this the way you always did and as I'm and as I'm doing that what people are doing is shying away from solving problems and going back to an old method of operating that does not work for them or for anyone else um, so leadership uh, if we want to change our world then we have to uh, begin the process of becoming real leaders. And you don't have to have a position of management to be a leader. People will follow what is genuine. People are longing for what is genuine. And when they see something genuine, they will follow it uh, because it's real. And uh, it's not about um, actually even getting people to follow. It's just that they do. It's a natural process, kind of like a, a tree or a plant moves toward the sun. It's the same exact process. We desire genuineness, and when we see it in somebody, we want to be a part of it. We want to be around it. We want to join it. We want to do the same thing. Um, so 
when we are genuine in our work endeavor, in our home endeavor, what, what's happening is we're offering everyone else in the room the same opportunity. It applies to parenting. It applies to um, teaching. It applies to just working in a humdrum job. It, work, it applies to the lowest echelons of any job as well as the highest echelons of any job. Authentic leadership is really all about just being true to who you actually are. And the spiritual component of that I mean, we've been talking about the empowerment component of that. But the spiritual component of that is that we change the world. We change the world from one in which duality reigns, where we're separate from the divine and each other, to one in which we are one with each other and with the divine, and we begin to know that on a deep level. And in our common everyday ordinariness, we know that the truth is that we are all divine beings doing the same thing here. So things change, importance and quality of things changes dramatically when we see that from that perspective. So, now what we've talked about today is the potential for leadership in every person who's listening. So I hope you will take on your own authenticity and do what you can to to be that. And just be that. You don't have to do anything else. People will begin to follow you. So, next week we're going to be talking to Sophie Burnham. Wonderful lady. I love that she's been called the angel lady. She's written a lot of different books. And the latest is on intuition. We're going to be talking to her about that, developing our intuition. So stay, you want to be here for that. And today, remember that your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.